the Lulberts. That's our word brought to you by Deepfake. And I'm here with Baron Von Stormhaven and I'm Jim Jesus. How you doing, man? What's going on? I'm doing good. Yeah. I'm not drunk this time, so that's that's a thing. We're, neither of us are. I know. We're doing this sober. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, like usually we do it. We usually we are drinking. And then you told me that you weren't drinking, and I was like, are you okay? Is this some sort of pagan holiday I'm unfamiliar with? <laughs> if it was a pagan holiday, I'd be drinking even more. Oh, okay. But. So I was like, okay. Oh, well, that's interesting. Because we're going to drink later, and then we're going to be doing an audio track or an audio commentary track for uh, Double Down, which neither of us have seen. But we're told it's it's one of the most amazingly good, bad movies ever made. In fact, I think... Red Letter Media says it's like their favorite, isn't it? Isn't it yeah, their number it, one? Yeah, it's it's close to that. That in the um, was it the law enforcement with knife edge? Oh weapons? yeah, yeah, edge weapons. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's actually available. If you go, you look that up. Um, it's it is available on YouTube. Yeah, uh, Double Down was available on YouTube, so I was like, okay, great, we we can do this. And then Neil Breen took down everything, so. I did some digging and I ended up finding a copy of it. And it's it's kind of tricky to find it, but you can find it. Um, Same with like a long, similar. It's probably harder to get than a long side night. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: you, you can buy it from his website, but you have to buy his new movie. You have to buy his new movie on DVD because he. I think he has a Blu-ray version of it now, but through Amazon. But you have to buy his DVD from his website and then put in the comments, "I want double down." That's how you have to buy his movies or his previous movie, which like I am the devil or something like that. Period, 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 period. It's not even ellipses. It's just four periods. That's, yeah, he, he's, he's a bizarre filmmaker. But if you look at you go to well, we've never you've never seen it. No, I've never seen I've it. I've never seen it. I've seen multiple reviews about it. I've seen clips of it. I've seen like like best cl- best of clips, but I've never actually seen the movie. Right. But if you actually go to IMDb and look at it, it's saying it was filmed in Vegas. Yeah. So and Southern Nevada. Like I think some of it was filmed in uh, Red Rock Canyon. Okay. So and there's a lot of and from what I've seen from the clips, there's a lot of stuff from Red Rock Canyon in there. So what is with Southern Nevada filmmakers being so bad, like legendarily bad? You know, I don't know, but that is definitely something we should capitalize on <laughs> yeah. because, I mean... F- f- movies <clears throat> filmed in Vegas or about Vegas work out great. Like, a lot of them are really good. Like, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, absolutely fucking amazing. Uh, trying to think of other ones off the top of my head. There was another one that... Well, <laughs> even if you look at... There's specific... Uh, was the, Oh, Hangover. There the, we go. The last... Uh, born identity or whatever it was that matt damon did yeah they had a couple of, of clips of vegas yeah but, I, I, but I, that, I was actually on the strip once and they had like the whole street street shut down and i had to like god damn it right because <laughs> the film crews yeah, yeah. And oh like, so news about neil j shulman i've uh i told you about this uh, i could not find any information about this n- there's nothing there's a, a okay. small after watching i told you i i watched and neil j shulman for, for not to bury the lead. Mm, go ahead. Was the the guy who directed the amazing libertarian film Alongside Night, which is I, – I, I consider it a good, bad movie at, only because I've had to watch it so many times that I've noticed tiny little things in there that made me happy because it was so bad. But I think most people would watch it and go, oh, my God, this is terrible. So one night I think I was either really high or extremely drunk, maybe the combination of the two. I decided because I had been meaning to – Watched the riff tracks that you and MK Lords did for Lady Magdalene. So I, I put on the track, watched the movie, and I had the movie muted as I listened, just listened to you guys because I could still hear some of the audio yeah, yeah. 
through, we're, we're through gonna the recording. It, we're going to be doing it differently this time. I actually have like an audio splitter so we can have headphones, so it's not going to leak into the audio. So yeah. Anyway, so I, I watched that. I'm like, this is a an incredibly bad movie. Yeah. I loved it. I, I thought it was great. I actually, you know, this made me really appreciate Shulman even more. Even though you know his little tiff with you was kind of off putting. He's over it now. Well, yeah. Now yeah. that you told me he's over it, but it gives me a little bit more appreciation for him. And I went and did some digging, and he's got a third movie that's, I think, supposed to come out this year. And it's a, based off one of his books. And there's a small IMDb Was it like page the Rainbow, for it. Rainbow Connection? <laughs> no, it, it was I, – I, uh, the title escapes me, but it should be coming out this year. And I was hoping if, if there was filming, I would want us to go to Pahrumpf to see if we can be extras on in the film yeah. just to, you know, for the troll. You probably would. He probably would be like, yeah, you, you can Because <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be fucking great. Can I wear, can I wear a V-mask like Austin Peterson did? <laughs> but, I mean, there's, yeah, there's just, there's something to it. I, I'd love to do that. Okay. So, yeah, that, we're going to do that. Um I'm definitely going to do a alongside night one. I've been kind of re reconsidering writing a script for it because after now that I'm writing it more, I'm just like, you know, it'd be better if I just had some jokes that I can throw in and then just do a genuine like track for it. Well, I think it would be better just to cap capture what's sincere or just like nothing scripted, yeah, but yeah, you know, yeah. the spur of the moment joke. I mean, sure, throw in a couple scripted jokes if you want here and there, and then you can actually rift off that. Yeah. My opinion be better because like I I watched first like the first half of Lady Magdalene by myself before I watched it with MK, but I didn't watch the second half of the movie, so I didn't know what what was going on. And uh, I, there was a few jokes that I remembered when I was watching it the first time around, just through through my head that I said during the the part. But I still was consistently like throwing out jokes that you guys thought was funny. So what was I that, guess they were all what right. What was up with that gospel track? <laughs> Oh, it was bad. <laughs> that was terrible. Why? It didn't make any sense. <laughs> Not, no, none of it did. And I, I feel bad for the actor. Actually, oh, Nichols. Yeah, I, you know, I, I he tries. I like him. You know, he didn't have that big of a part. I don't oh, think oh, in alongside. Oh, night. no, no, no. That, I was just talking about Nichelle Nichols. Oh, no, no, no. My apologies. Uh, I forget his name. I think he's got like an Arab name. I forget his name. No, he was the guy who played the teacher yeah, yeah, in yeah. Alongside Night that later turned out to he, be... He played Konkin. Yeah. Professor Konkin. <laughs> there, there's no subtlety at all. <laughs> that, but that's what's so, I think that's what's so beautiful about yeah. it. I mean, I, I really wonder if Shulman actually designed it to be this bad on purpose yeah. or if he thought he was actually doing something good. Yeah, like if you, like even in uh, Lady Magdalene, like... Like what some of the other senators <laughs> were like Roddenberry and oh, no, Hitchcock. The, oh, you're talking about the the judges? The, yeah, uh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You could totally tell. Like every time any anyone he's influenced by, he names him after. And it's it's never people with subtle names you can kind of get away with. Like Lynch. It's it's something like Hitchcock and Roddenberry. Like you, you throw those last names out, the first thing that comes to your head is, oh yeah, 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 Star Star Trek and the Birds. <laughs> for me, is North and North by North by Northwest. Actually, mine, mine would be the Birds and Psycho for Hitchcock. Okay, yeah, I have I still have never seen Psycho. I need to get around to watching that. Do it, do it. It's yeah, it's yeah. really good. I think there's two versions. There's a black and white, and then I think they colored it. No, I'm not. Is I'm not going to watch colorized versions. No, watch the original black and white. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was also a beat by beat remake with Vince Vaughn. <laughs> no, that's yeah. <laughs> what I heard was so bad. Yeah, uh, it was completely unnecessary. Everything was fine. 
I guess that movie was so scary that the actress that was in the shower, she couldn't take a shower after that. Like, she had to take baths from then on in. Because hmm, it was so, like... Because it, it fucked whole, her psyche up. So yeah, that. it fucked her up. <laughs> like, she had a hard time taking showers after that. So, yeah. Oh, one thing. You remember the bird? You watched the birds? No, I have not. I've never that. wanted to slap someone so I, so I, fucking. I hard watched and- something even better, and it was called uh, Birdemic: Shock and Terror. Fantastic <laughs> film. Is that like Sharknado? <laughs> Sharknado was intentionally. I know, bad. but no. Okay, so the birds is actually it's a good movie, but the lead actress she has this scream or wail that she does almost through the entire movie that it's it grates on your nerves like really fucking bad. So, yeah, um, I don't know. I've been going through a lot of movies lately, and I've, I've been having to – it's weird now that I want to watch bad movies now. Like, I enjoy watching shitty movies, like, even more than good movies, and I've been going through all the Oscar movies. Like, I, I watched Lady Bird, uh, Roman – was it Roman J. Israel Esquire, um, Shape of Water, uh, Three Billboards Outside of Ebon, Missouri – or, sorry – Three billboards outside of Evan, Missouri, because you got to say Missouri when you're talking to people from Missouri. Otherwise, they'll get mad for not saying Missouri. It's not Missouri. Uh, anyways, like, and those were all great films, but I have ended up having to go like, all right, I got to watch Food Fight. <laughs> so I ended up watching Food Fight. What a horrible piece of shit that was. Uh, I tried watching Yoga Hosers, but that hurt me inside. It hurt me inside. Yeah, I, and I, I like Kevin Smith, but this was just. I don't know. Terrible. I list, after listening to the last one uh, James Weeks and yourself did, and you're talking about Oscar movies. I'm like, why? Shut the fuck up. No, Just, they're so good. Uh, they're so good. I, he was he was right. I but then I'm so apathetic about it. I don't care. They're really good. There's a lot of them that were better than Blade Runner. A lot of them were better than Blade Runner. That's your like. That's like your opinion, <laughs> man. No, no. I love I love Blade Runner twenty nine running time twenty two thousand forty nine minutes. minutes. That's great. <laughs> it was great, but. but no, so even watching, I end up buying, saw in the theater, end up buying the 4K slash Blu-ray combo. So watch it a second time, and there's even more stuff that you pick up. There's subtle little hints here and there that you know aren't necessarily verbalized, but they're there, and it just makes it a great movie. Hmm. Yeah, it was good. Because it, it more deals like with Kay and um, his holograms relationship. Yeah. You actually look at that, and the second time viewing it, you're like, holy shit, that relationship seemed to be more pronounced than upon first viewing okay it was good but i really enjoyed it i watched it again and i really enjoyed it but it was, it's it's actually slowly moving down my list it's not in my top three anymore for sure hmm. i really did like lady bird and uh shape of water a whole lot more roman j esquire was surprisingly good i thought it was going to be completely different but it wasn't but anyways well it's got denzel i mean denzel's always been a phenomenal actor yeah so and apparently everybody's a great porn actor now <laughs> Because of because of deep fake, I, I I stumbled on this like long after it was popular. I probably stumbled actually. On it last there week. was um, there's a well, wait, we should explain what deep fake is. Go, go, go ahead, Bob's you gonna... go ahead. How about that? Uh, if I remember, <laughs> because I actually had the uh, there's an instru- explain what it is, and then I'll, I'll tell okay, you. Okay, okay. So deep fake is uh, I guess it's an app for for is it a for f- the phone? It's a, I think I, I think it's a type of program. Yeah, well, it's a there, program. There is an instruction list on Reddit. There's a subreddit for making deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the subreddit also links to like various videos that people have already made. But what it does is that you you can take clips from from movies or whatever, and then superimpose people's faces on it from a from an image or multiple images, 
and it'll basically put their face on someone else. And a lot of times it works out really well and it looks really convincing on some cases. Some of them not so much like they'll blur out. But so people have, of course, immediately said, okay, fine, we can put hot uh, celebrity faces on, on porn actresses and and make porn videos of all these actresses and everybody's freaking out well at least everybody in hollywood's freaking out about it but i didn't get the memo until they started freaking out about it but it's been a whole thing for for a while now for for a month or two before i and i don't understand why because there was a thing about say back in the 90s when aol was still a thing yahoo was still a giant you're talking about like even porn the AOL. okay so back in the day in the uh america online chat rooms there used to be, you know, people would send fake nudes. So, the like, one of the big ones, you had uh, Courtney Cox's face superimposed on, I think, like, some porn star's mm-hmm. body. And then they were passing it off like, this is legit. Yeah. That's just what it is, except now it's in video form. Yeah. What's the deal? Yeah, <laughs> Who cares? Some of those were really convincing. I remember going, like, like no, she would not do – Natalie Portman would not do porn. No. Well, but that was more like the late 90s when she was in uh, – uh, uh, um, fucking star wars oh the, pre- the prequels yeah I and mean, i remember there was like whole websites dedicated to like finding all of them and talking about like no this is this is this is the like this is not this is fake here's the original porn image yeah i mean and you're gonna have porn sleuths or whatever they're gonna be doing the same thing for this yeah. so there'll be an entire subgenre of people debunking these these fakes yeah and on top of that you could pop now that they have that recognition where you could take like a minute of someone talking. There's like this program now where you can take a minute of someone talking and then make it do text to speech, and it's perfect. <laughs> nice. And it's, even your speech patterns and everything, it picks up on all of that stuff. Now you can actually like superimpose someone's like. You can t- make them say like "fuck me harder." Yeah. <laughs> when they actually speak, you know, it's gonna be interesting. It's a brave new world out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a brave new world. We're going to be living in the zeitgeist utopia. I don't know. It's so bizarre. Some of the things I was watching, I was just like, oh, wow. I'm watching Emma Watson masturbate. <laughs> it was, you know, whether it, whether it, it, I don't know. I'd want to see that, whether it's fake or not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, everybody's a porn star now. But I was, I was thinking so, uh, of doing stuff like a little bit more creatively, not in porn, but like, um, like what if, <laughs> like what if you had like real actors playing in uh, alongside Night or something like that? <laughs> Just superimpose like superimpose Brad Pitt instead. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. That 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 might even get Shulman some more coverage than what you originally given him. Yeah, and I know that was it Ralph the Movie Maker, which who has an awesome YouTube channel where he like reviews movies. He also makes his own movies too, but most of his channels like we're doing reviews of stuff. Every once in a while, every time he does Zack Snyder, he does like the uh, the Snapchat face swap thing, but with him and Zack Snyder, and he pretends to be Zack Snyder. Wow, <laughs> arguing with himself, uh. <laughs> arguing with uh, with Ralph. That's always good. So now he could just do that. It would be a whole lot easier to to run it that way. Well, speaking of YouTubers, why? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole. I could do a whole show on all the terrible ANCAP YouTubers. Yeah, I was gonna say, what is it with the terrible ANCAP YouTubers? Because all the really smart YouTubers, like all the really smart anarcho-capitalist YouTubers, either went to podcasts or just quit. And there's like some exceptions, like Length Unithar is really good. Um, I can't think of any more off the top of my head. A lot of them kind of like kind of YouTube faded. I guess it's a term. You faded. <laughs> yeah. 
Just because um, I thought I mentioned I saw something about the philosopher, and someone was yeah. po- poking. I'm just like, it, so the philosopher. I mean, is is that sp- is, is that supposed to feed on like the white man's yellow fever? Oh yeah, Jam- Jamie Jamie does some good content too. I don't know if I don't know what the deal is, but I know that they're both working on uh, Anarchy Ball. Jamie the Kid, I think Jamie the Kid thirteen, I think that's his name. Don't get me wrong. Anyways, um, Jamie the like he does good stuff. Uh, the girl that he works with, with this, the philosopher, the faux or philosopher. She's not even Vietnamese. Yeah, she's. <laughs> I think she's Mandarin Chinese. And, and oh, wow. but she, she's, oh, she's, isn't that cultural appropriate? No, I don't know. <laughs> but she she's doing stuff that's more like. She's not supposed. She's she's not on there talking about like deep philosophical con, like concepts and talking about new things and how it relates to libertarianism or anything like that. What she's really doing is she's like creating, uh, not really clickbait either. It's more like videos that that could be easily shared on YouTube to explain to to newbies or current status or whatever basic libertarian stuff. So she's wa- which, which is. It's needed. No, I get that, but she's, she's basically playing the. She's facili- trying to facilitate a convert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's 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 more in, she's more in she's a, more ev- ev- evangelical. Yeah, the Lulberts is not about evangelical, which is why we don't really talk about how libertarianism works. Sorry, Eco, but <laughs> I, I, I'll mention it here and there. But for the most part, it's. Uh, but I usually talk about like the deeper context of stuff too. Well, I believe the Lulberts is also. This is this point. is. We're already preaching to the converted, but we're we're not. We're we're trying. We're trying. We're to, not even preaching to the converted. We're talking to the converted. Yeah. <laughs> about, about some of the things that are happening within the circles and how it relates to pop culture, and sure that draws people in. Uh, and oh, we tell people where to go to find in- basic information stuff. But I'm I'm not really interested in like creating a 101 libertarianism yeah. show. There's would you, lots would of you consider the Lulberts pretty much us standing on the outside looking in and yeah, or look. We're looking at the, we're looking at the mirror right. a lot of times, and in fact, a lot of the people who are in the Lauberts don't even like call themselves libertarian because they have a problem with so many people in the in the community, and I don't blame them. Yeah. I still do. I stopped it. I know. I, re- I was reading you a tweet earlier. Steve Miller Miller had also said the same thing, and that was in reply to Ben Stone going after libertarians for you know how can basically the gist is how can you call yourself libertarian if you're defending people. Like Kokesh or people who are worse than Kokesh. Yeah. You know, how can you call yourself ANCAPs for that? Because libertarians and anarcho-capitalism have like this thing where they're like, well, what do you do about really bad actors in your society? We'll use ostracism. But it's like, well, if we're going to do that, then let's do that now. The idea is practice what you preach. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who do not do that. Yeah. Like – and there's a lot of fucking cowards in, in the liberty in the liberty circle, like for sure. There's a lot of like fucking cowards because there's these people who are blatant frauds. They know that they're blatant frauds. They know that they they do terrible things to people. That they fucking that they use thought stopping techniques and all this stuff, just really bad shit, in order to self promote themselves and earn them more money. And they don't say anything, and they still show up at their podcasts. They still show up on their at their conventions. It's like no, like I will never go to Acapulco, no fuck, or Anarchopoco. I may go to Anar- uh, Acapulco to visit, but I'm never going to go to Anarcho 
what is it? Anarchopoco. Anarchopoco. I'll yeah. never go there as so long as Jeff Berwick is any what associated with that thing. I know he doesn't run it anymore, but he's still the um, still the face of it. He's still the I face know. of it, and I, I know he's like the not the maitre d the mc <laughs> they're still the mc of the of the event and i'm not going to have anything to do with it and i'm not going to promote it in any way and anytime i know that people go to that thing i'm like why the fuck are you going to that thing you're promoting jeff Berwick's fucking because he's going to do another scam he's going to rip off more libertarians and he's going to use you when you go there and speak or participate in all the money and all the events and all the attention that that gets in order to rip people off yeah, and I have no problem with saying ripping because he's not going to sue me because <laughs> he doesn't have a case. <laughs> Nor do I think he has the money. He would, yeah. Well, no. If if he were to try to sue me for that, he would have to show that he's not a fraud, right? And he would have to. And there's lots of like articles and and stuff that I could just pull up and say like it's not just me calling you a fraud. Like there's people in the press, like the proper press, calling you a fraudster. There was, a, and they have a good case to call him that too. Let me give another example of someone defending the undefendable. There was I, I had made some uh, remarks about Kokesh on my Facebook page, and later it delved into it's like, well, I don't know this this gentleman. He said, well, I don't know what happened this next time. I mean, I've always been cool with Kokesh. Whenever he talked to me, he's like, I even Macy said, you know, Kokesh is okay. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Did you not see the reply video that she had made concerning her relationship? So I called the guy out. He's either social. The guy who's defending Kokesh is either sociopathic, stupid, or even worse. Most like, of them are stupid. Yeah, I'm saying the fucking evidence is out there. Yeah, it's a thing. You and know, I, I can speak a little bit about like a public drama because I've been dealing with it even before I really got into like the the public libertarian stuff. Like, because um, I used to be really, really, really into Second Life. In fact, it was my job. In fact, my former boss, the one that I had a, a major public beef with, is now like a, a regular co-host on Free Talk Live, Mike Laurie. Um, which we're cool now, like we're friends now. But for a while, like we were really bitter, bitter, bitter enemies. And in the world of Second Life, he was a really big topic because he was like a major landowner, and he, like he sold land for for to people, you know, in this virtual world. And I was like pretty much his. Number two, like I was second in command, like I ran the security for all that stuff. I kept on all the griefers and and, you know, all that stuff. And uh, I also was like the guy who was organizing and, and parceling off land for it to sell and selling it, too. So, like, I was like really working full time at this thing. And then we had a big falling out. And because of that, the media kept wanting or the, the second life media, which none of it exists anymore. But for for a long time, they were coming to me. Any time something new happened, like any kind of new controversy or anything like that, like when he when he ended up owning a bank and then a, the competitor bank ended up falling and a lot of people were defrauded, they started asking me about whether or not his bank was legit. And I was like – and it was just constant like over and over and over again. They would come to me because they knew that I was like an adversary. And I was just like it, – it's so and, – and and of course they're, they're not um, – they're not like what's the what's the word I'm looking for? They're not like necessarily just giving me the benefit of the doubt. They're constantly like questioning me. And it gets to the point where you're just like just tired of it. You're just so tired of it that I ended up just closing off anything that had to do with that name on Second Life and just getting getting it out of just closing it off, have nothing to do with it, and then ended up using an, another account. It, it's 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 exhausting dealing with public drama. And that's – this is a small thing. Like that's a very small world that that was in and that was exhausting. Imagine it being Kokesh that you're having a battle with 
That's a completely different thing. So I can understand, like, she was getting a lot of hate for it, a lot of it, a lot of hate for it. And then Kokesh made a reply, and then that just doubled down on it. So, of course, she was going to be like, yeah, whatever. I'm cool. Just I'm just done with it. Right. Well, because I had the experience of meeting Kokesh and Macy when they first moved to Arizona. So I, I, I have that to draw on as well as the experiences we had at Jackfest. So, I don't know. Macy, she seemed crazy. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, but she was completely different when before he moved to Ash Fork, right? So this yeah. is when he was making his transition to buy his land and start his little compound. This is probably about two, 2014, 2015. Okay. She seemed a lot different than the than from when we met her at Jackfest. So, I mean, in that short amount of time, to be able to do that much damage to a human psyche yeah, and have someone com- based... I don't know if she snapped, but just... Like, when she was doing stuff early on with Kokesh, she seemed like, okay, like normal. I think... I think Kokesh broke her, <laughs> broke her psyche for sure. Oh, absolutely. Because after I that, then that. she started doing like all these talks about like ayahuasca. Oh, I, yeah, do and- ayahuasca, and, you know, it heals cancer and shit. It's like, oh my god. And that was the that was the that's what I was doing with my uh, uh, with that video that I made a while back where I was asking for money. Oh, to be the sommelier, <laughs> so I could be a wine sommelier. Yeah, it, a lot of people were like, "What the fuck is this about?" I thought you, I thought you were against like. Drug mysticism. I was like, yeah, that's the point of the video. Yeah, <laughs> was just saying that, like, no, it's 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 not some magical thing. Like, I have a drug habit. That's all it is. At the end of the day, like all this stuff about like, oh, I do ayahuasca because it opens my mind and it cures cancer. It's like, no, you're just giving yourself excuses for to, to for indulging. It. Well, no, and it may be I, you know, or justifying a compulsion. Well, to the individual, it may be eye opening or mind expanding, but still, you're wanting to do that drug for that reason. You're still wanting to do the drug, period. Yeah. Don't you know? Don't lie about it. Just say, "Hey, I mean, that's why I respect guys who stand on the freeways saying, look, I need money for beer.' Yeah. I mean, they're being honest with well, it. <laughs> a lot of that stuff, they're just thinking of clever things to say, so people give you, give them money. It's just it's it's another strategy. Well, it's true. I'm sure there's there's lots of people that don't drink, and they're going to use it for meth <laughs> or something. Yeah. yeah. So. I don't know. There's just, there's just like there's just a lot of the they're weak. Like a lot of libertarians are weak because they just refuse to call out these people, and they know. Look, Tom Woods knows that Kokesh is a fraud, an absolute fraud. Like he knows Molyneux. He knows all the criticisms of Molyneux, especially if he's a Catholic. Yeah, and some of the things that he was like he would say like unambiguously like if you raise your kids and go to church, you're abusing your child. By that definition, Tom Woods is a child abuser, and he still goes on his podcast. It doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. I mean, it, the entire movement, or whatever you want to call it, the community, it's become toxic. And the only reason why it's become toxic is because people don't practice what they preach. Yeah. You know, if people would have ostracized Molyneux sooner, would have ostracized Kokesh, or Christopher Chase Rachels, all this shit yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't have happened. You wouldn't have, you know, this alt-right fucking drama if people would you identify the problem and you surgically remove it. Yeah. And it's like, there's a class underneath that where it's just like cringe cows. And there's a lot of them, and most of them are on YouTube. They're harmless. And, you, 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 like, you'll see me mention every once in a while, like, yeah, YouTubers on – and camp YouTubers for the most part, except for, like, Length, Unithar, and Jamie the Kid. They're, they're kind of, like, cringy. But they're not – they're not full cancerous. They're not ripping people off. So I don't really go after them. Like, oh, Mr. Dapperton, and or unless they go after me, like in the case of what is his name, uh, uh, 
uh, Shane Killian. But, like, he was going after me, and he was just being a fucking... He's an intellectual fraud, for sure. But, I mean, it's an intellectual fraud is a completely different world from someone who actually financially rips people off for hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. My cat likes you now. <laughs> like, I don't get it. She used to fucking hate you, but now uh, now she's, like, sitting next to you. She's cool. But, yeah, um, I mean, those are, like, a sub- so I don't, that's why you never really hear me, like, ripping hard on, like, Anarchy Ball or Esoteric Entity or, like, any of these kind of copy-paste people where they 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 pay some guy on fiverr for a, a character and animate a background behind it like oh, yeah. at the end of the day they're just okay it's it's cringy yeah but my my thing is not going after cringy thing if you want if you want people to go after cringe talk to june card uh, what's her name june, june. shoe on head yeah. shoe on head yeah and see, and that's that's her, that's, her thing. that's her her things is all about cringe but then that's where i went and so instead of paying attention to these libertarian youtubers i started looking at people like chris Reagan, some black guy uh armored skeptic sargon not necessarily sargon i, I kind of stayed away from him but I, I started paying attention more to shoe and armored skeptic kind of learned they're you know they say they're centrist but i'm looking i'm like these are just all like all yeah. some style of classical liberal and i thought these type of people actually disappeared but they're some of the most popular youtubers out there i don't believe they're classical I don't believe they're classical liberals. I think that term is dead. It may be. Jesus was the last night of liberalism. Yes. Yeah. I was going back and watching. In fact, there's a book called The Last Night of Liberalism yeah. about Jesus. I mean, maybe, that, maybe that's the label I throw on it because that's probably what I closely associate with what yeah. they do. But yeah, I was watching the uh, Dave, Rub- uh, Dave Rubin and Sargon interview. And, you know, Sargon goes through and it's like, I, I, I get it. I mean, he's what? He's part of the Labor Party or whatnot. So, and the way British politics or the way they classify themselves is different from what we do here. Yeah. yeah well, liberal, <laughs> yeah, liberal means something completely different outside of the United States. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Canada. Like, if you, if you go to us, like, I, I remember. Because um, they keep on quoting, uh, not Adam, uh, who was it? Yeah, John, like, John Lockean, Adam Smith era, kind of like yeah. Enlightenment to post Enlightenment thinkers and everything that happened after the French Revolution. That's where, the, you know, liberal comes from. Yeah. What was it? Um, but yeah, like, I remember I was, uh, like, when. When I used to talk to people in Australia, like way, way back when, I still do. But <laughs> I remember, like, I, I was like talking to the, to, to some some girl, and, and I ended up convincing her to kind of be more libertarian. And then she was like, I, she's like, I voted um, because of you. I ended up voting liberal. And I was like, What are you doing? Like, no, why would you? Do that? <laughs> That's exactly what I didn't want you to do. And she was like, And then like she was, she like, was confused. Think, <laughs> yeah, she was like, What, what do you mean? And, like, they're they're for smaller government and stuff. And I was like, They are. And she was like, "Yeah, like that's what liberal means, right?" And I was like, oh, yeah, "There's got to be something no, else." The, ori- to it. the original liberalism. Up, yeah, I looked it up, and it was. I was like, "Oh, oh, okay." So that's just an American phenomenon. It is. So I, I bet everybody like outside of the the U.S. probably looks at Ann Coulter like, "Oh, what a lefty!" <laughs> right? <laughs> so Always bagging on liberals. <laughs> there was when I was in college at the University of Arizona. I took a uh, a graduate course in the history of the Enlightenment, which is a taught by this uh, German lady who was like really into the enlightenment period. But yeah, no. So that's where we just, uh, we started discussing, I don't know if John Locke, John Locke was in 1600s. Was that, is that sound right? 
Locke was because Locke Locke was like at the very very beginning of it. But I we, think it was seventeen hundred. But we went. It was like shortly before the revolution. Right. We went post Locke. So Locke was kind of the beginning point in an era. But I, we, I could. By the way, I could be wrong, and I'm just going to say that now, so I don't have to do it. I was wrong later on. <laughs> I don't have to do that. Oh, yeah. I, so Mike Makes Right. Was, yeah, Mike, Mike Makes Right was written in the 1600s for sure. <laughs> yeah. even as, you, you, I'm listening to that podcast and I have Midas Right in my hand. I'm looking at it. I'm like, yeah, no, that's not yeah, right. I was wrong. But no, so even though like John Locke was in the very beginning, we mo- mostly, are mostly concentrated like on what happened post-Locke or post-Lockean ideals. Adam Smith, because Adam Smith was what? I think the 1700s. And then everything from there. And we're co- <laughs> one thing I do remember from that cl- class is where coffee shops originally started. Coffee shops were more of an elitist, like enlightenment idea of where people would get together, just hang out, drink coffee, and read ph- philosophical books, and then practice or uh, yeah. have philosophical debates. Yeah, they say that caffeine, uh, coffee, and tea, coffee and tea, especially coffee, was was the like the foundation for the Enlightenment period. Yeah, yeah. It was. Like, if, like <laughs> you wouldn't have had the ideas of capitalism had it not been for people <laughs> drinking coffee. Like, coffee spurred a fucking <laughs> yeah. Coffee spurred an intellectual, an movement. ideological revolution. That's insane. <laughs> and and now going back to how revered coffee shops were, you know, back then, and looking at say like a Starbucks now, you're just like, eh, yeah, it's not the same. But if you look at because people are getting fucking like cookie dough like lattes but if you not that should not be a thing but what's interesting is you go to any coffee shops that's kind of around a university area you still get that kind of vibe i mean people they'll go there to study but maybe it won't people won't be having the same debates as they did you know centuries ago but now the the idea is still there we really want bernie sanders or do we want marx (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's yeah. that's the intellectual things that are going on there now <laughs> uh, i'm so glad i'm out oh we should have voted for hillary <laughs> she was so much better than trump yeah that's that's the that's a coffee shop talk now <laughs> oh look at all these poor saps watching the super bowl <laughs> oh god you can talk about the uh we should talk about the, the libertarian uh yeah, it's not even. It's it's. By the way, this is not libertarianism. This was something that I was also experiencing back when I was getting into Noam Chomsky when I was a green. All right. Well, no, it's. <laughs> like, I, I never noticed it because even I back when I was uh, transitioning from like social uh, socialist light to libertarian slash ancap. Even then, I mean, I've always been around people who enjoyed watching sports, so it never bothered me. I just wouldn't watch it. I'm like, okay, whatever, it's your thing. But the people, the fucking white knight, not white knighting, the, the white knight, white knight. No, what, no what, what's white knight? What's the term? <sighs> uh, I don't. Elite, know. It's elitism at the end of the day. It's no, it is. it is. And then you see a bunch of libertarians saying, "Well, I, why are you watching the Super Bowl? It's just a distraction." I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, but guess what? So is everything else." Yeah, but those same people, like if you scroll back on their timeline. On any whatever social media thing that they go on, if you just scroll back like a good month, you'll see them like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Stranger season, second season. It's so good. It's like that's equally a distraction. Yeah, absolutely. It's equally a distraction. And a lot of and or they'll like be like really wrapped up in like the Star Wars or Star Trek universes. And they know everything like they know they know like 
what century like the Vulcans like evolved from the primordial ooze like they're like that detailed. Or, it's or, like but you're making fun of people for knowing the same level of information about people throwing a hand egg around. What's the difference between someone throwing a hand egg versus a fictional universe about something that doesn't exist? It's yeah, it's the same thing. And it won't exist in and the I future. And like, w- Jeff, Captain K- T Kirk will never exist. What what He's really bothers me actually what really grinds my gears You know what grinds <laughs> my gears when people call it sports ball. I like sports ball. I, I like sports ball, but I, I, I don't call uh, but I still call it sports ball. But they but no when using it as in a derogatory sense, I'm like, that's just so off putting. I'm like, really, you're supposed to be this fucking intellectual and yet you're you're using uh, I give up. It's like I, one time like I was at Ernie Hancock's and we were just hanging out and I asked him because he lives in Glendale. So I asked him like, so how close does do you live to the Cardinal Stadium? Because the Cardinal Stadium is also in Glendale, Arizona. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's a clip. It's a distance away. He's like, sports ball? What are you talking? I'm like, I just asked you a fucking question <laughs> and yet you're going to do this? Yeah. You know, you're going to. Yeah. It's, it's at the end of the day, it's all just elitism. It's like I'm better than you because I don't watch sports ball. But every single one of these people have escapisms. No, okay. everybody has escapisms. So, and people who don't have escapism end up just escaping what they what they do because you get like activist burnout. There was so you asked me if I'd watched you know the Super Bowl. I'm like no, but I know you know in the end I know who I wanted to win. I wanted to see the Eagles win just because I went to school with Nick Foles. That's and, you my- wanted, and you wanted to see a riot. <laughs> I, I, no, I didn't know about the riot. I mean, I was okay. So it's eagle. It's it's the, I, it's Philly. I know, riot. I know. If you want to talk about the riots, we need to talk they, to Steve Miller Miller about yeah, that. Yeah. Like they, I remember during the championship game, they greased up the. They went yes. out with Chris tubs of Crisco and like greased dude, up all the dude, light. They bulbs, went. They went. And they, they did still the, found a way to fucking climb up it and riot. They did like motor oil uh, <laughs> for the Super Bowl. They were doing that with motor oil. Oh jeez. Yeah, and they, people still flip the fuck yeah. out. But no, so I was watching – I knew the Super Bowl was going on, and then I checked after I watched because I was watching Altered Carbon, the first season, because it came out February 2nd. Everybody's jizzing all over themselves about that. I'll have to check it out. It's really – well, I'm not going to give any spoilers. I can say the first half is really, really fucking good, but once, at least in my opinion, when you got to episode seven, then it became subpar. Maybe it was the writing and everything. I mean, it's gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous, but the writing just seemed to suffer, and the ending was like, meh. Oh, anyways, yeah. anyways, yeah. I think I think that's, the best show on on Netflix right now, the new ones. I, I'm really digging Mystery Science Theater 3000: The Return. It's great. I know you're not into it. But I'm not. Fine. It's like, <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm looking upon uh, Mystery Science Theater in like with a nostalgic lens because I there was a period. Um, but, there, you, but all the old characters are there. No, the characters are the characters, but not the actors. So no, I, no, the actors are there too. Not the original host. Yes, the original host is there. Yes. Then I didn't. I only they, saw they come on for cameos every once in a while. Ah, and also a lot of the writing staff is still there. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just but the writing staff and the actors always had a rotating door. So right, because yeah. there was that second that was. But anyways, as you're saying, there's the Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> getting off topic. No, that's true. So, but that's a little over. So, I yeah, I didn't, like we I, all have ADD. Like, oh, shiny object. Yeah. I didn't, <laughs> okay, so I didn't watch the Super Bowl, but it's not because I'm against it. It's just because. I just wasn't interested in watching it because I was looking at how they locked down. I mean, you start reading reports after the Super Bowl about how they locked Minneapolis down. Like it became a mini police state there. Oh, geez. And it's been like that ever since, you know, 9-11. Progressively, or as the years progress, 
the Super Bowl or other instances, they're using more military police action to police these events. And yeah, it's just not something I can do, you know, deal with. Yeah. But um, I was going to watch the Super Bowl. I was like ready for it. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to get some sleep early so I can wake up and catch it because it started at like three here. Yeah. Three thirty. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, and I just couldn't, I just couldn't fall asleep. And then I ended up staying up until like like eleven o'clock. And I was like, Ugh, cancel my alarm, Alexa. Yeah, I'm done. I'm, yeah. done. <laughs> I'm just, gonna, I'm just, I'll just watch. I mean, and then I watched the commercials later on, and I was like, no. I don't even give I was, a shit about the commercials. Yeah, the commercials are like are, those are the those are what a lot of people watch the Super Bowl for. I was like, I'll just see if there's any good ones well, on you, there. And just, I was not impressed. It used to be so. like that even when I was a kid, like back in the late or mid '90s. It was always about you know the commercials, yeah. and it's still that, but it just seems like I don't know. It's and just not the, as good as they used to be, or yeah. And during the show, like I guess the big thing was pink had the flu but she did the the star spangled banner anyway and did it. <coughs> excuse me a really good job and that was one of the things and the other one was justin timberlake took a selfie with some kid and i saw one meme where it's like they showed that kid later on and he's like on his cell phone who is justin timberlake <laughs> yeah yeah i, I saw that but i was yeah. wondering what that was referencing to since i didn't even know that happened i'm like eh, yeah whatever so i was just like yeah whatever Halftime Super Bowls have been have been bad for a while, but they got especially bad after Nipplegate. Yeah. That's what it was called, whatever. When yeah, when Jan, Jan, when can we please stop throwing the word "gate" after every controversy, please? For the love of fucking Christ, has everything got to be gate? Like there's Nipplegate, there's fucking Gamergate, Pizza like, Gate, <laughs> Pizza Gate, Five Guys Gate. <laughs> like everything is gate now. It's I'm waiting. So I'm, I'm waiting for Gay Gate. <laughs> gay Gate. <laughs> Wasn't that um, – No, that hasn't been a thing as far as I know. Wasn't that that Christian preacher who got caught smoking meth and getting uh, gay masseuses or whatever? The one that Dawkins talked to? God, what was his yeah, name? He's at, he's gone now. Was that was that the – no, do you remember the guy who – like it was a, min, a Minneapolis uh, ho, or, uh, airport. He was tapping his foot. Supposed to be It was supposed to be a signal for that oh, he's yeah, was available. Senator, yeah. Was that the same – no, it was a different guy. It was uh, it's it was a common like uh, yeah like two taps. signal yeah for for like people who are interested in like hooking up hooking gay hooking up yeah huh. or he was doing yeah it was hand signals or foot signals no it, it or was something. a it was a foot tap that's why the foot tap became a a social meme like you know outside of I think outside of grinder <laughs> <laughs> well no it became a meme before like memes were even a thing. Or maybe this yeah. is like the, one of the fir- very first memes that were thrown on the internet. That was a long time ago when that happened. Why well, was it early 2000? Yeah, but to fucking <laughs> let people have their goddamn escapism. You know, except for the Matrix. Like, people just need to stop watching that shit. Give it a fucking rest. You're in denial. You're in, you're in denial. <laughs> is, is that supposed to be the subtle jab towards. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. This, I'm just, this is a genuine opinion that it's not referencing any other person, especially podcaster. In the tech field, like de- definitely not. That, lives, that, saying, that lives in New Hampshire and all that. Yeah, especially yeah. especially tech journalists from New Hampshire. They're the fucking worst. But um, uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> like, moving on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I I consider like there's the ma- the Matrix. Do you know who Chris Stuckman is right? He's like a reviewer on YouTube. No, I'm not familiar. A movie reviewer on YouTube. I'm sure if you've seen him, you'd be like, oh, that guy. Yeah, Stuckman. I mean, yeah, is if I saw him. Sure. He used to have braces for a while. Anyways, um, 
he had a he had a term. I don't know if he invented it, but I know he uses it a lot, which which he calls the phantom menacing, which is it, it's his idea that uh, that if you like if like when when there's a lot of hype around a movie, like a really like a, like everybody's like really hyped to see this new movie, and then when it comes out, people watch it, and then they don't like it. There's a period for a good like year or so where people are in denial about not liking the movie because that ha- that's what happened with the Phantom Menace when it first came out. Me and a bunch of other people were like, "Oh, this movie is good," and then slowly we had to come to terms with it when we watched it again or talked to other people or go back and watch the originals or whatever. That we start going like, "No, this wasn't good." I just got to admit it to myself that it wasn't God, good. What was it? See, I don't even. That's what. That's the way I feel about the Matrix. I'm. I'm. I'm being honest with myself when I say this. Like, I do not. And rem- the Phantom Menace. I do not remember how I originally felt when I first saw the Phantom Menace because I remember I was living in St. George, Utah at the time, and we went. Me and a couple of friends. We went and saw it opening night, and I remember everyone was dressing up like Darth Maul and just going completely ape shit. But that's the only thing I remember. I remember watching it, but I never remember how I felt. I think I thought it was all right. Maybe I, I can't be objective I think about I th- my original feeling of that. For me, I was just real because I was in high school and I really had a really big high school boner for uh, Natalie Portman. Mm. Yeah, and I did for a very long time. She's still now she's a milfy. Yeah, but yeah, that was, that was really clouding my judgment. And then I had to really come to terms. Like, no, this movie's not good. Going back and even, yeah, but I think I think the pod racing thing was like the last like whole like. But the pod race was good. That was like my last like hold on to but maybe this movie is still good. Like, like no, the pod racing scene was so good. And then I'm going back and watching it again. It's like yeah, I'm invested in it, but at the same time, it's shot so poorly. Because if you notice it, the it's it's so like robotic. It's always left to right, left yeah. to right. You only see like one side of the pod racers. Well, what's and interesting? And then the front, then first person, and then left to right. Left to so right, left to right, left to right. First person looking back. Left to right, left to right, left to right. That's the whole entire scene. <laughs> did now did Luke? Because I know Lucas didn't direct the original trilogy. He he directed the first one, the first one. But then, but he, it was saved. It was saved in uh, in the editing room by his wife. Okay, and and the and the other people involved in the film were like, you can't do this. You can't because there was a lot of stuff that they ended up cutting out. Okay, but did Lucas did direct the original trilogy, right? No. Just the first one, just just a new hope. No, I'm talking about. Oh no, I'm talking about the prequels. Yeah, he My directed apologies. all of them. That's why they're. That's so why bad. they're so bad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just so like the common factor is do not let a George, new hope was going to be bad. Do not let really George bad. Lucas touch a movie again. Yeah, I mean he did. Well, no, he's a no, he's a great producer and he's a great screenwriter. I'm just talking about directing though. But directing, he needs to stay the fuck away. <laughs> stay way the fuck away because well. he, he was responsible for like Indiana Jones. Um. Even though that was a Spielberg picture, like he think he directed and produced or writ- wrote and produced it, right? Well, Spielberg directed it for sure. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the case with a yeah. lot of a lot of the good stuff that he's involved with. He either well, because he did he Greece, either, right? No, he did American uh, Graffiti. Oh, American Graffiti. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. And that wasn't good. Well, no, yeah, well, it wasn't. I, it wasn't I, terrible. I, it just wasn't. good. I know people who like that movie. Yeah, I, so. I know people like it too, and I understand what how that what what they like about it. But I'm just looking at it like mm, it mm. could have been done so much better. T- same for THX. Never seen them. I've never seen American Graffiti or THX. Yeah, and, so. it's, uh, and they say that he did not direct Red Red Tails. Was that the, what it was about the the black fighter pilots in World War Two? 
they said that he didn't direct it. It was some other guy, and it was his first directorial debut, but it was pretty clear that he directed it and just gave him a presence. Don't and know. that was really bad. <laughs> it wasn't really bad. It just it wasn't it wasn't that good. And then, of course, because it wasn't doing so well with the critics, he was going like, "Oh, this is racism." I couldn't find a producer for, or I couldn't find a distributor for it. It's racism, but it wasn't racism. It just wasn't a good movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get that. It's like, and he had all these. He had like he ended up going on Oprah and like getting like Snoop Dogg to to promote the film. Jeez, <laughs> oh, and just. Just, in, and just the, ha- under, hemming it up under the under the auspices that this movie is not getting released or distributed uh, because of racism, and then once it did, because of all the backlash, people went and saw it and was like, "No, that's just that's why it wasn't distributed. Yeah. It just wasn't good." Well, the truth finally comes out. I mean, they'll say the same thing about the new trilogy. I mean, people are already saying Wrong. about the new trilogy. No. Oh, oh, okay. No. Okay. No. So be it. No, I will admit. Okay, I will say that the new trilogy is not nearly as good <laughs> as the original trilogy. You know, the only good thing that's come out of the but new the, Star Wars movies has been Rogue One, and that was you know it was good. I mean, it was a one off. No. Okay. No, I think everybody loves that movie a little bit too much, but I think it's all based on nostalgia. I mean, it wasn't a bad movie. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying, like, in comparison. Like, people are saying that it's better than, like, some of the films from the original. Like, no. 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 Well, I didn't give no. a shit about any of these actors. No. Like, I, none I, of them. No, I don't either. The, and all the them, only one I recognized was all of the them Chinese doing, guy. And a lot of them were doing the Matrix acting, which is just pucker your lips and be stern. Don't react to anything. Have no emotion. And it's just like, give it a fucking rest. Have these people be interesting, and then I'll care about them, and then I'll think this movie is great. No, because Until then, I'll because just think in it's the, okay. And that's what I thought it was. It was an okay movie. Well, just think about it. No, one, no one's going to care about these characters because they die in the end. Exactly. That's why they didn't want anybody invested in them. Yeah. But what's, what's the point of killing them off and making you feel sad if they're, you don't give a shit if they die? <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's... It's a double-edged sword. No, I, I, I understand. Want, I, I'm, I'm talking about the writing and, and the pacing and I, everything else. I think, think it was better. The pace, no. Well, pacing was okay. Uh, I, 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 want, I want to see the original cut. I think I have a feeling that it's a lot better. That'd be interesting if they actually put it out. Yeah, because they definitely did a lot of. I know they. I know they did a lot of reshoots and everything. Because you can tell by the first trailer. Like yeah. everything in the first trailer was not in the movie. Well, they're doing like the same thing in, uh, about and even the, things that were there were the like Solo, shot completely different. The new Han Solo, so, uh, yeah. Solo, Solo movie or whatever. They what was it? The story. The story goes that they were like ninety percent done with the entire movie, and then they started. They scrapped it and started from scratch. Yeah. Like holy shit! Why would you do that? Yeah, they're doing. They're doing that with pretty much all the Star Wars. It looks like they're going to do that with all the Star Wars <laughs> off movies, off year movies. Except for the trilogy. And I think everybody's mad that they're not doing it for the trilogy. Because <laughs> no one liked – well, I liked The the Last Jedi, but I, I can understand a lot of the criticism. Some of the criticism I find just downright retarded. Anything like, dealing with the social justice angle? No. You know what? What? Okay, so the, the one thing that people keep saying, and it's driving me fucking crazy, is they're like when uh, – it was a scene where they, they, they rammed the jet – or they rammed the ship through um, the Star Destroyer. The, yeah, the, the the Star Destroyer. Remember at light speed when they turned the ship around. You're, you're talking. They- you're talking to someone who still won't watch that movie. So, oh, okay. So <laughs> go go ahead. Spoiler. 
<laughs> Everybody who wanted to watch it has already seen it. Yeah, I don't. But there was a, a scene where they were being chased by the the, the star destroyer or whatever that had this new technology to, to to follow people who went into warp, and they had a little bit of remaining power, and they thought that they can just you know just get get to a safe space and they can get away from them. A, a, a safe space <laughs> and like but they're also running out of power so there was this big dilemma like what to do and then uh so what they ended up doing was you know going through all these with all these escape ships out of the the main ship and just going to the next planet over and as that was happening they were offing all the little ships that were coming around it and the general stayed behind and she decided to turn the ship around and they were like, "Oh no! Don't don't pay attention to that. That's just a distraction. Just shoot the the escaping ships." And then she sh- she she rammed into the ship uh, at at light speed. And like, there's a scene that's really beautiful where the ship like explodes, and people are going like, "That doesn't make any sense. Why did they just do that to the to the Death Star?" <laughs> it's like, okay, so let's take like take this. You have the Star Destroyer, which is a big ship. And then you have another ship that's a really big ship, and one collides into the other, and they're both destroyed, and everybody on it dies, on both ships. Except, well, some of the people who were on the sides of the ship were okay, and like there was a fight on there. But you get the idea, right? Because the ship was destroyed, objective achieved, right? Look at the size of the star destroyer. What did the 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 what did the uh, the rebellion have in the first movie that was? Equal in size enough to create a, a, a large dis, dis, destruction like that. Nothing. What was what was it was it was so massively huge that well, no, there was I'm, nothing like it. So I'm asking. So it's a stupid. What point. was the ship that Admiral Akbar was on? Uh, it was a large ship, but it but it, would it but paled it was, in comparison to the Death Star. It was the size of a fucking moon. No, I know. I, 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 I like, get even the Star Destroyer wouldn't put a big giant, giant hole in that. Thing. No, I, I get. <laughs> like, I get. It's that. a stupid. It's a stupid yeah. thing because you have similar sized ships. Maybe one's a little bit smaller than the other, colliding into each other, and even then, it didn't destroy the whole thing. Like, it didn't kill everybody on board, right? All right, all right. So could, please stop using that line. It's fucking retarded. And when Ben Shapiro says it, I'm just like, he's really not as smart as everybody thinks he is. <laughs> no, he, 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 uh, I've, like I, I like Ben Shapiro in some ways. I hate him in other ways, and I, I can't even. By the way, I don't know. Changing the subject off pop culture for a bit. I, I'm really. I used to listen to a lot of conservatives when Obama was president because they were the voice of the opposition. But now that they're the voice of the administration, I'm off now. I can't listen to Crowder anymore. Yeah. I can't listen to Ben Shapiro as much anymore. Ben, ben Shapiro And I can't is, listen to the left either because the left is still fucking eating shit. Well, <laughs> if you're looking at it, so now you're – what, the legacy Republicans? I mean they're dying out, right? You're getting yeah, the, that's, that's you're, one good thing about Trump. You're getting a new guard. With the Al- neocons Alex are fading away. No, the neocons are still there. The deep state's yeah. still there, but in terms of culturally speaking, the, re- the old guard, the old Republicans are dying out. And now you're seeing being replaced by people like Crowder, Shapiro, um, Alex are, Jones. Are a little more libertarian. No, they're just different. They're 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 I mean, they're, they're not neo. They're, they're not war hawkish. Well, okay, I'm not actually, saying they're libertarians. Shapiro, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me just say that they're not libertarians. I know, I know. Crowder tries to pretend like he's libertarian, but he's not. Whoa! <laughs> don't don't knock over my sixteen dollar Walmart lamp, please. <laughs> it's the only one I have left. For good reason. Yeah. Do the other one. Oh my god. Okay, Chris, Chris uh, you know who you're, I'm talking to. You'll never forgive you for that. I'm just kidding. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, um, 
but yeah, like uh, like all these people, they try to be like pretend to be more libertarian. But now that the administration's in power, they're just like, oh yeah, now we should be bombing all of these countries and doing all this stuff. Like I heard Crowder bring up the non-aggression principle, and that's when I was like, fuck you, yeah. <laughs> like seriously, go fuck yourself. They're just was it? They're a little bit to the what left of center. I mean, if you want to use the old argument that libertarianism, original liberty, is is kind of Left. Enshrined in left leaning thought. I'm like, okay. I don't I don't buy the left right Go ahead, sorry. I'll talk about that in a bit. Go ahead. But okay, you just take the, the general political spectrum, right? So if libertarianism is supposed to be on the left as opposed to the right, then you look at these new people kind of like left of center in a way. Yeah. I mean they're still kind of socially conservative in other ways, but they're more cold they may be like they may actually intrude the uh the was it fiscally conservative, socially liberal aspect of it because yeah. if you listen to what what crowder says on like joe rogan recently you kind of see that yeah he tries to ham it. it crowder will definitely change his attitude on certain subjects depending on who his guest is so if he has someone like well, rogan does the same thing yeah like if unless if unless they're like way way far left then he doesn't do that but if like if he's not trying to be an adversary to someone like uh like sargon he he really kind of like he really lets a lot of things go and kind of leans a little bit more left. But then when he has someone on like Molyneux, he's he goes hard in the paint right, or he go or if he has Sally, fucking what's her name Sally Sally Cohen, the the liberal columnist know. whatever. No, then then he goes about. like far right to be like her adversary. But the, and, but a lot of times you can see him kind of bending. Or Joe Rogan, he'll yeah. bend on things. It's well, like Rogan does fucking the, pussy. Rogan does the same thing, <laughs> but he fully admits that too. He's like, look, he's like, I, he admits like, yeah. yeah, I'm left. But there are just some things that he yeah. he kind of he leans right on. And then and then was it Crowder was trying to call him a conservative? And no. Rogan's like, no, I'm not a fucking conservative. What the hell's wrong with you? And then so at that point, Rogan's actually or uh, Crowder's actually trying to redefine. Yeah, the labels, you know, in real time. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, Ro- I, I just, Rogan's always been a liberal. He may be more kind of like what original liberalism is, but then he still kind of believes in in some of in some of the social policies that are quite damaging. Yeah, I, I I can't. I so I know like was it uh, um, that guy T came out with this thing where he was like he's like fuck all these people trying to say that. That libertarianism is neither left or right, but it's above it. I, I agree with sort of that th- that kind of the idea of it. It's like libertarian is not like above other things. Like no, it's an idea in a pool of other ideas that are very that have very similar traits to other things. But the left right spectrum is a bunch of horse shit. Like 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 when when people say that libertarianism is on the right, well, it's like not really because the right d- does is not on the right, quote-unquote, when it comes to economics. Most of them are socialists. Like, right. f- full, unabashed socialists. People, they just repackaged the alt, it as yeah, something the, else. The alt-right, which was defined by Richard Spencer. Richard Spencer is an advocate of socialism. And, he, and I'm not trying to say, like, oh, no, because he had this policy and that's socialism. He uses the term socialism. He says, like, conservatives need to stop being so afraid of socialism. A lot of it's really good. It just needs to be for white people. Yeah, he he's promoting an ethnic social or an yeah, yeah. ethnic based socialism. Yeah, so no, <laughs> and if you go to the you go to Europe, like all of these parties, like Front National and the BNP, they're all socialists. Yeah, they all they and all, they all the use populist. the word socialism when they talk about their platform. 
And that's all populism has become. It's become a more accepted yeah, view. It's of just a, how they want to do socialism that changes. Yeah. It, it's not the state is in control of all these things or of all these programs directly. What they do is they say we're going to still have all these these programs, but we're going to have the private sector do it, and we're going to regulate their competition out of it. And we're going to and we're going to control them by using overregulation to do exactly what we want them to do. So they're basically having a third party do exactly what they want. You're just basically adding a middleman. <laughs> That's all you're doing. And so what, another so basically man. what you can say is they're outsourcing the actual socialism yeah. out and mechanism. Some of it works better than actual socialism, and some of it doesn't. Like take for example prisons. Like prisons are like one of the the main example I always give about like no like this this kind of version of socialism is even worse in in some cases because when you have like the state or the state auctioning off like private industry to prisons then what the prisons do is well if I'm getting money per inmate then they're going to lobby for more laws that th- get people thrown in jail drugs are the the reason why we still have the drug war is because of the prison system the private prison lobby the private prison lobby. It also goes the same for uh, what was but it? But the, the the point is, I don't buy this left right dichotomy because there's a lot of like right wingers, quote unquote, who don't give a shit if gay people get married and they think that drugs should be li- like Ben Shapiro talks about how like drugs should be pretty much illegal, uh, legal except for I think he says like PCP and meth or should be the only two that should be illegal. Yeah, but then in, then. <laughs> You say that, but then look at his war hawkishness and, defend, and, the, and defending exactly. Israel. Exactly. Then, then you look at like, the hawkishness stuff. Is that left wing too? Because Clinton was a hawk. You know, and I'm wondering. I'm wondering. Obama if, was a hawk. Take take <laughs> take the look at. <laughs> so look at the original how neo the neocons actually started. Right, the neocons were all kind of like ex Trotskyists that came over from yeah. Russia. But look at this new breed of individual. That we'll take Shapiro for example. He is still hawkish, like foreign policy, very hawkish, very pro-Israel. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like a neocon thing. But then he's also allowing these certain other ideas like gay marriage and drug legalization. Well, he's not for gay marriage. Oh, he's ne- not? Neither is Crowder. But taking – <laughs> it's, <laughs> I, I, so, it's so I, I, fucking I, yeah, weird yeah, because yeah. it's like this merge of somewhat socially liberal policy uh, – social policies, but then being a fucking – a neocon when it comes to foreign – Yeah. It, what the fuck? <laughs> it's such a clusterfuck. They just want they they all advocating for a giant state while under the guise that they want a small ga- a small econ- a small government. Okay, so and then we have they the, they want they, it's it's where they want the government to focus their energy. Right, but even then under the, a lie, one under a well, lie. Okay, so you've got these people, these talking heads that are promoting what they want, right? Whereas in reality, you have two giant tech companies. Google and Amazon, mm-hmm. who are slowly trying to supplant government itself, or you're seeing a weird merger between the two because it's all because those two companies are all based on data collection and how to best make humans more efficient with that data. Mm-hmm. I mean, I work at Amazon, I see this shit all the time because it's all about data driven issues. It's always about, you know, you need to do this at this certain time, you need to keep this rate or you lose your job. Mm-hmm. But imagine you extrapolate all that into an actual functioning governmental body. And that's some scary shit. Yeah. I mean that that's that's Orwell or Orwellian or the totalitarian nightmare. And I deal with it a little bit in the medical industry cuz essentially it's 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 a many steps removed from full on like government ruling it, but it's not too far off and that's medicine, especially in my line where most of my 
uh, my patients are on Medicare and Medicaid and all those programs, Social Security. We basically take their money and uh, take their Social Security money. Okay, so this is actually going into your industry. Well, not I don't. <laughs> no, right. I work right. for does. Right. I don't so, take their social security. I'm just making this clear. <laughs> so there is a new there's a new group that's coming as a collective that's that's being formed. It's uh is it Berkshire Hathaway or whatever? Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah, Ber- Berkshire Hathaway, Amazon and Aetna, I think. They're creating like a super group in order to tackle US healthcare. So now Amazon's throwing their their weight into the healthcare oh, industry. Shit. As well as these other other issues. I mean, there is a list if you look there's a, a Wikipedia list of all the acquisitions Amazon has made since its uh, inception in 97, and it's scary. I mean, fuck, Amazon even just, uh, they filed a patent for, uh, what is it, a new type of ability tracking mechanism to supposedly make their workers more efficient so there's no kind of off time to where you're always working. Hmm. Yeah, scary shit. Trying to see. Speaking of Amazon, what, what what did people? We should probably just do this every show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so that way I don't have to go through a fucking long ass list. I agree. Of all the people who do this, well, I haven't I haven't bought any butt plugs lately. So, damn it! Yes. Why no one buys butt stuff through me? Oh, we could talk about that. Um, you wanted to talk about the uh, the questionnaire, all right? Um, I did a podcast on. Hold, hold on, let's just go through this. See if anybody bought something. Okay, no, they st- it still has it on there. Like, that's so fucking weird. Huh. So I bought a Blu-ray player, and I bought it through a really crappy podcast's link. A really crappy one. I'm not going to mention names. Um, but uh, and it was a link that the dude gave me, and I bought it through that, and it shows up on mine. On my list, unless someone bought the exact same thing with the same warranty plan. So <laughs> there's like a Square Trade two year PC peripherals protection plan for my Pioneer BDR XD5B six speed slim Blu ray player external. That's mighty, uh, that's quite a coincidence. It, it, yeah. That's mm. so bizarre. Unless someone bought the, did you buy the exact same thing? I've been broke. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, Pampers baby dry disposable diapers. Did you buy that? Did you have a new kid? <laughs> like, oh God, I hope not. Um, someone bought a universal waterproof case for a new iPhone. Moco dry bag pouch. Okay. Nope. ID. Gl- uh, someone bought butt stuff. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, I'm happy. Someone bought butt stuff. ID glide central water based lubricant pump bottle. 17 ounces. Um, a, what the fuck? <laughs> I got a, some about, oh, <laughs> yes, literal butt stuff. Love bots, bang and bench, extreme sex stool. It's a fucking stool with a dildo under it that fucks you. Ah, <laughs> oh. oh, it shows a girl on it. So I wonder, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, you could. Oh, you can also use it to like the girl can sit on it. You could take the the dildo part out and you can lay underneath it and eat her vaginas. That's awesome. Hell yeah! Thank, whoever did that, thank you. Someone actually. I wanted someone to buy butt stuff, and butt stuff achieved. We're making progress. <laughs> We're changing the world one butthole at a time. And then um, yeah, Steve Miller would be happy. <laughs> 
Someone bought some <laughs> pomade, some suavectito. Suave. Okay, so that's suavecito. Yeah, suavecito. Strong hold winter pomade, twenty seventeen. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Enjoy. I don't. What's the point of pomade? Do you use pomade? I don't know what that is. It's for hair, and I lack it, so I don't know what this is. Like, I know what Dapper Dan is. It was a no. I just <laughs> no. I use shampoo Something and then brushing your hair. I wash my hair and I use hairspray. That's about it. They have a product description. Happy holidays from. That's not helping. <laughs> um, it's just saying like Christmas shit. Yeah. Whatever. Okay, here we go. This is our warm clove firm. Po- oh, so it's clove scented, I guess. Um, you don't like clothes? No. You never used to smoke clothes? I hated the. I hated smoking those. I really did. I think those were the only ones that I was like. I actually liked the flavor of this, and it wasn't after until I grew a flavor uh, taste for tobacco that that changed. No, I, I never liked the taste of cloves. Um, I guess yeah. It, it's it's some sort of grease for your hair. Yeah. Oh, it's for yeah. It's it's kind of like gel, but it doesn't harden. Keeps it wet. Keeps it moist. Kind of like it's kind of like hardcore mousse <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't get your hair stiff. Uh, still don't know what all the Johnny Cupcakes. That's actually a cool looking logo, but that's all they bought for this week. A <laughs> lot of butt stuff. I'm fucking happy. Someone <laughs> bought butt stuff. I was mostly joking, but I'm happy <laughs> that someone bought. Uh, yeah, butt I'm waiting stuff. for someone to buy a sex swing now. <laughs> Oh, happy day. Happy, happy day. Happy, happy. Yeah, see, I'm pretty sure that w- you can see the, the last two things on that list was the, the Blu-ray and the thing, and it's given me $0 for it. So I'm, I'm guessing it realized that I bought it through the own link. But I don't know how – I don't, even know, I don't how, know how he – I almost said his name. I don't definitely don't want to give a plug to Brian Sovereign. But I don't know how he <laughs> – He just I, fucked up. Shut up. <laughs> I don't know how how he it, got my a- advertising link for that product when I've never released an advertising link for that specific product and gave it to me. I'm wondering so if you used uh his 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 advertising link right to to basically okay. So I'm wondering if since it rec- I don't know it recognized that you have an advertising link for yourself and so it just applied it but they're not going to apply the actual promo. You know what? I because if you bought I it think, through your own account. Come right. to think of it, I, I did realize that like the little smile thing showed up. You know Amazon Smile? You know what that is? No. Amazon Smile is this program where you can – when you you can set it up so it does it automatically. So anytime I shop through Amazon and I'm not using an affiliate link, all of the advertising revenue goes to uh, Opportunity Village, which is a charity based here in, in Nevada or Las Vegas actually that helps like people with mental retardation um, – those you know people who have a hard time functioning in society it helps job, job training right yeah it's, it's basically getting them the education and the training that they need so they can enter a job market and be self-fulfilling so they don't have to rely on government services or parents or family or anything so they can be independent yeah, yeah. You know, cuz that that money will run out yeah because i know uh pen pen and teller are yeah, big pen. are big uh, donators to that yeah so like i was like okay i'll just do that so every time i don't use an affiliate link it goes to smile but i think he gave me a smile link, so it's showing up in my purchases somehow. I don't know how that works because none of my other purchases are on this thing either, so I don't know. 
Because I definitely got a commission for the butt butt stuff. <laughs> so I well, didn't. you know that, that, <laughs> so hey, that I bring, don't own it. <laughs> that brings that brings a smile to your face. So you know that's good. But I'm happy I got someone to buy. I butt only stuff. use for whenever I do buy Amazon. The only affiliate link I use is the Lobert's one. So yeah, I'm like curious. How does this how does this thing work? Oh, they're like rubber things, and you bounce on it. Yeah, that's just that's a steel frame, and it's got kind of like a yeah, r- rubber suspension to where you can. I see, but I was like wondering how the fuck, because th- the, the 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 dildo part doesn't go up or down, but apparently your butt does. Does it go down that far? They have images. Yes, <laughs> it does. Holy shit, it does. Well, that's some deep penetration right there. How much is? I mean, I don't know what. what? <laughs> you too can own your own butt stuff yeah. for one hundred dollars from Amazon, and you know what the title of it is. It actually looks pretty interesting. There was, uh, let me give you a horror, not a horror story. It's an interesting story. So the old warehouse used to work at because every every. Um, oh my god, that thing is fucking huge! Why did I? Oh god. <laughs> I went over the part of the internet I don't like. Okay. So <laughs> I, so every Amazon warehouse is actually has an airport code designated after, you know, at different airports. So we've got here uh, the airport code for Las Vegas is LAS, and then there's the warehouse number. So the return warehouse used to work out was called Lost 2. Moving on. During peak for the return center, which is January and February of the year, so this time last year, I was at the return center. I ended up getting a giant box. It's pretty heavy. So I'm like, okay. So I open up at my station and it was a Symbian and it had suction, cu- <laughs> yeah. suction cups and everything. I'm like, dude, and this, this was like thick steel too. I'm like, God damn, definitely some industrial strength, you know, butt stuff going on there. Mm-hmm. And so I prayed around the warehouse. I'm like, dude, God, check this out. It's got suction cups and everything. And yeah, laughs hot, had by all. <laughs> <laughs> That's the show image there. That's, I remember that show. But it's kind of sad to see her like kind of go nowhere. Well, Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah, she went kind of nowhere. Well, I'm, you she know. did that witch show that I never watched, but I know a lot of people did, and that was it. Oh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah, that's what it was. Because then she did the God's Not Dead movie. So, if I remember right, so Melissa Joan Hart, she did Clarissa Explains It All, and that was on Nickelodeon, right? Yes. And then, was, was Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Was that ABC? That was like ABC. It was one of the network shows. I don't know which one. I think it was ABC, because I, I thought it was like on the TGIF like, lineup at one point. Maybe. Because you had like, uh, wasn't that on like during like Family Matters and all that? Family Matters, uh, what the fuck was the name of that show? God damn it. Full House and stuff. Boy Meets World. There we go. There's another one. (laughs) (laughs) It's like all throwback 90s shit that I can barely remember. Yeah. Like, God, she looks. uh, Yeah, what's she doing now? Like, look up her film. Clarissa explains butt stuff. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably the greatest show (laughs) ever. I can't stop looking at it. It's great. (laughs) Save image as. Settled. That's the name of the show. Clarissa explains butt stuff. <laughs> that works. Even though we never talk about Clarissa explains it all. I know. <laughs> I, I never thought we'd be doing like 90s throwback shit. 
Oh, uh, shit. You'd expect this for an MK Lords episode. People are going to be like, is this an MK Lords episode? No, no. Baron. Yeah. And they're not drinking. And they're talking about butt stuff. <laughs> but we don't. <laughs> it's yeah, all, so it's try, all a ruse. Yes, yeah, it it's is. It's all try, a ruse. Trust me. Th- and th- this would fit perfectly, perfectly for an April Fool's episode. <laughs> but it's not. Oh, no. We're not doing April Fool's this year. Um, so nope. We did the ultimate April Fool's. We can't ever top it. The Bip Strong. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I spent five hundred dollars on that fucking joke. <laughs> it was worth every fucking penny. <laughs> I'm looking at butt stuff 2016. Yeah, yeah, and that sounds about right. <laughs> so, time to try something new. <laughs> I'll pass. God, so we went. So we went to bashing celebritarians all the way to butt stuff. Yeah, <laughs> we ran the it's, gamut. It's a logical conclusion. You, you, <laughs> this is what happens. You deal with libertarian con men, and then butt stuff happens. Yeah, I mean butt stuff and Cantwell. As, yeah. Those, those, those are the that's the that's a split on <laughs> libertarianism. Now, either into this is so into bad. butt stuff, or you're into Nazism. So we're talking about butt stuff. I'm like, who's the person I think of aside from Steve Miller? Derek J. What's he been up to? Butt stuff. Oh yeah, obviously. That's it. <laughs> All right, so you got a new podcast that I was on. Yeah, I do. Yeah, uh, you want to plug your new show? My new show. So. This is the first time you've been on since you've had a show. Yeah, no, okay. so I, now I actually have something to plug. Right? Yeah, and you have one, arguably two episodes. You have a side quest. I have a side quest. Yeah, I have a side quest. <laughs> yeah, the way I've got it says so. I'm on Patreon.com/slash/Syntopia, uh, the Syntopia podcast. I technically have three episodes. One, two core episodes, because you'll see it on the right on the tags. I've labeled them differently. Two core episodes, one with Kurt Macklin, the second one with Jim Jesus, and then the infamous Capitalismus episode. That was a side quest, because that should just happen randomly. I, I don't think we ever mentioned what happened on Capitalism on this show. Guys, you got to come out for Capitalism this year. <laughs> Capitalism, I, I want that to be, I even stated that in the podcast, if <laughs> If Capitalismus can be as epic as it was this year, it was so bizarre. We got or last year, we got to do it every single yeah. year. So yeah, you're, you got a new podcast out, so go check that out. Yeah, uh, you pay- gonna buy a domain for it and do eventually. I'm using oh, no. paid because uh, I was. Better, you better buy it now because someone's probably gonna swap up all the domains. <laughs> yeah, you got bro. twelve bucks. Go to Google Domains or I can uh, go through Namecheap or whatever. But uh, this, well, this won't come out. Well, whatever. Whenever. By the time you're hearing this, you recorded this last night. Yeah, you got to hear you got to hear Neil Breen <laughs> commentary track first. <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm gonna eventually I'll set up the uh, domain, the website for it. But right now, I'm just running everything centrally on Patreon. All right, so I gave you a one day head start. You better go buy it. <laughs> It'll be probably Syntopia. Well, you probably won't get dot com. It may have been taken. I, no, I Syntopia Syntopia dot com has been taken. I've already checked that out. You can get Syntopia dot Vegas. I can. Do that unless it costs too much. <laughs> Vegas, Vegas domains are expensive. Yeah, yeah, probably. Well, we'll find something. Yeah, we'll, until then, it's patreoncom yeah, slash Syntopia. Yeah, that's S I N T T O P I A. And I started trying to talk about libertarian shit, and you're like, "Dude, this is not a libertarian." Shit. <laughs> I was like, "I don't know. I just you're a libertarian. We had a libertarian podcast. I thought that's what this would be about." <laughs> it's. Uh, I hope later on because I'm gonna. Yeah. What I do. You're pulling on the cord. Oh, <laughs> whoops. And I heard no, it. I hope. I mean, I don't want Centopia just to be a libertarian show because I want it to just run the gamut because I want to have everyone on there. 
Okay. Because I'm even thinking about getting a, a Mormon bishop on there. I'm gonna. But it's basically about. It's about Vegas. It's, Vegas. Okay. Yeah. It's it's all Vegas centric. Okay. But people outside of Vegas would find it interesting because I'm sure they're going to plan on visiting Vegas and they're going to want to. Absolutely. I'm yeah. I'm down for interviewing locals and tourists, and just getting their stories. And the more bizarre and the more bizarre shit we can do, kind of like capitalismus, the better because. Yeah. Vague, that's what Vegas is. It's yeah. just a city of bizarre shit. Th- that night could have turned into butt stuff for sure, because <laughs> those girls were fucking crazy. We should probably talk about it briefly, and then you can go and listen to the show for like the full details. But what ended up happening was a capitalism is an event that we host for Liberty on the Rocks every year in December, which is always the third Monday of every, every month. But in December, we do capitalismus, which we buy ourselves or objectivismus or egoismus, whatever you want to call it, where we buy a gift for ourselves. We wrap it up. We take it there. We have drinks. We have dinner. And they have really good food there and really good beer. In fact, they don't even serve shitty beer. Like they don't have Bud, Budweiser, Coors, MGD, none of that stuff. Yeah, they, it's all craft. Yeah. Ace, you said Aces and Nails, Aces right? and Nails yeah. on, at Tanea, not Nellis, Tanea. Don't go anywhere on any street named Nellis in Vegas, <laughs> I especially went, closer to Nellis. I actually tried real quick. I tried to actually host a little event at the Aces and Nels on Nellis. I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah, that's <laughs> not happening. No, it, and it's since the one on Nellis is actually the first building. It's, it is kind of like a hole in the wall. Uh, yeah. It was, it was a starter gap. Yeah, it was just, sure. yeah, it's kind of like what Double Down is. It's just dinky, you know, dingy. Yeah. And this one is nice. Yeah, the one really on Tanea is really nice. nice. Lurton. Anyways, um, but we buy ourselves a gift. We ha- we have dinner there. We have drinks, and then uh, after a while, we all open up our gifts and when we, you know, one at a time, and then we see what we what people bought themselves, and we open it up and say, "Oh my god, it's what I've always wanted," <laughs> and we bought some stuff. But we almost couldn't get that part done because these drunk chicks came over and decided to make out with all of us, except for Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. And Jeff said no. They, she was trying to make out with uh, quote unquote Jesus. I'm not going to say his name, but he was not having any of it. He was just kind of like, "All right, yeah, <laughs> oh no, 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 no kissing, <laughs> no. You can kiss my cheek, whatever, but no, no." But it, they ended up making out with you. They made out with me. They made out with MK Lords. It was like, what the fuck was happening? And they bought us drinks, and it was just an insane time. I got groped. Multiple times. Yeah. I got a free massage. I don't know. Yeah, I, I still don't even know what happened. Yeah. I don't so, know if I felt violated or not because they were cute. But at the same time, it was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Th- <laughs> there's some de- definitely some ethical issues. Yeah. Or personal ethical issues. All, we, all around. Yeah. All around. All around for everybody. So, yeah. To, <laughs> to get the more uh, detailed description of what happened that night, please check out my yeah, yeah, the, yeah, my yeah, Capitalismus yeah. episode because we record... After that happened, the show was called "What Happens in Vegas Goes on a Podcast." No, what happened? (laughs) No, the show is called "What Happens on Capitalismus Goes on a Podcast." (laughs) So, yeah. So after that event, we kind of like drove around the the strip for a little bit, and then we went back and recorded, and holy, and we lived like the entire night, and holy shit, yeah, it was bizarre. Good stuff, though. So you go check that out. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for coming on again. Yeah, you're welcome. Hail Satan. Hail Odin. Yeah. I don't see a frost god around here. <laughs> <laughs>